the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. It's so good to be back with you again on the Sue Free Show. And I'm trying to start the, the show different because when I was looking back on all my entries, I'm thinking, I always say the same thing. And I'm like, I need to switch it up a little bit. And that's good for us to always do. We can get into routine and routines are good. Habits are good as long as they're good habits and good routines. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about our time management, how we deal with our time. And, you know, we only have so much and a lot of us don't know how much time we have left. And so it's really important that we make the most of every minute. And my daughter told me a while ago, she goes, you know, mom, you're a maximizer. And I'm like, I've never heard that term, really. I just know that I, you know, I I like to, um, I like Reader's Digest version. I like it when people just get, you know, cut to the chase, just get to the point. What is it you need from me? Do you need some from me? Uh, You know, and and it's a good thing. um, Because people say to me, wow, you get a lot done in a day. How do you do it? I'm like, I don't know. I just do it. And so I want us all to be evaluating. And and I come from a point of, I want my life to matter. I want it to make significant differences in other people's lives. Hence, the radio show is part of that labor of love and that passion I have is, is I want my life to matter, not to me, but to those that I come in contact with. I want to make a difference. What do you want? You know, what is your life about? What is your purpose here on this earth? These are questions that I don't know. Are you asking? And if you're not, maybe you should start. And let's evaluate every minute. You know, um, it doesn't take a lot of time and effort to do this, but I'm going to give you some helpful tools on how to figure out, like, what is really important? I'm very goal-oriented. Are you? Uh, Do you look for, uh, you know, the target and... I remember riding a bike early on, and I was trying to ride on that middle line, you know, in the middle of the street, and I didn't have my hands on the handlebars. I was balancing on the, if you can get a visual, and I'm balancing on the seat, and I was trying to keep my bike right on that middle line. It's broken, but it's right on that middle line, and the more I looked down, the more I realized I got off the line. But if I looked ahead, if I looked straight down that line, my my balance, the core, I stayed on that line. It was pretty amazing. And there was a lesson in that for me, and maybe there is for you too, is that it's so easy to get distracted from day to day and moment by moment by monkeys jump on your back as you go down the aisle uh, if you're working or, you know, just things that come up, a phone call, a text. Uh, something that just someone says, it can, it can get you distracted from what your purpose or your goal is in life. And so I'm going to suggest to you that you look up, don't look down, 
Same thing, paddleboarding. I was paddleboarding this weekend, and I was telling the person I was paddleboarding with, I said, don't look down because the wakes and the boat wakes would come, and it just causes you to get stirred up. But if you look ahead and just let your legs kind of balance you on that boat wake, it kind of makes things a little smoother for you. So either one of those, if you can capture what I'm saying, visualize, and I'm using my hands here. (laughs) I I talk with my hands a lot. Anyway, um, if that helps you, We need to evaluate what we're doing and evaluate what it is we want to accomplish. And and mine is almost moment by moment, but I have goals. Now, when do we set up our goals? Does that start the morning of, the night before, a week ago, a month ago, and it could be all of the above? Because all of us have goals that are going to take longer, shorter in time. But it is in the effort, it is in the management of understanding what we're trying to accomplish that we work backwards on the little bite size, like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? It's when you're going to go do that, it's just a term, uh, and I use that term. But when we're going to do that, it's like you don't take the whole elephant. You're going to take it one bite at a time. And so when we're creating habits, those habits should be helping us towards the goal. Now, a lot of the things that I have in preparation for the show today um, might be reiterating what I've just said. Um, what I've said is coming from my heart, from the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, um, moving forward. But I just wanted you to hear that because sometimes I read and I don't want the reading to have you disappear. Uh, I want you to stay uh, in here because there's a message. Okay. So here it is, and this is something I do think about. Very soon, your life here will end. Consider then what may be in store for you elsewhere. Today we live, tomorrow we die, and are quickly forgotten. Hopefully not. And what are we leaving behind? That's my little input on that. Therefore, in every deed and every thought, act as though you were to die this very day. If you had a good conscience, you would not fear death very much. It is better to avoid sin than to fear death. If you are not prepared today, how will you be prepared tomorrow? Tomorrow is an uncertain day. How do you know you will have tomorrow? None of us do, do we? In in my office right now at Ecola Services, I have one lady who just started working with me again. She worked with me like 30 years ago, and now she's back with me. And her mother is is getting up there in age and ailing and she's having to take some times off and she feels bad that she's having to take time off. But you know, what's more important? She has to take care of her mother. She has no one else to take care of her. So of course she's got to be there for her mother and we'll get by. We'll, we'll make, we'll make, we'll make it through. Um, it's important that she spends that time and I support that. Uh, another girl, she's been working with me for like, I think three or four months. Excellent. Awesome girl. And, uh, her name is Vanessa. The other girl's name is Jody. I can say first names. And uh, Vanessa, she just lost her grandmother yesterday. And three days before that, she was like, I have to take a day off because I have to go to the hospital and blah, blah, blah. And um, I prayed with her. Now, I'm the president of the company, and I took time to pray for her. Now, she thought that was pretty amazing. I think it's what I'm supposed to do. Now, the prayer I was concerned about, and maybe you would be too. Because at that time, I didn't know the outcome. I didn't know if grandma was going to pull through. I didn't know if grandma was going to die. I didn't know. God knows, but I don't know. But in my, in my spirit, as I said, do you mind terribly if I pray for you right now? She goes, please. And so I prayed with her. 
And in my prayer, what came out of my mouth was, um, Lord, if there's any unspoken words, if there's anything undone, if there's anything that needs to be said, Lord, make it available. Make the time be now for us to uh, tie up those loose ends. Lord, help us to have the courage to speak what we need to speak, to say those I love you's that maybe we haven't said. Whatever needs to be said, Lord, let it be now. And she was crying on the other end. And I thought, boy, I hope that was an okay prayer. And then two days later, she calls me to tell me her grandmother died. And I'm saying, thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength and the um, ability and desire to want to pray your, your words and your will over that relationship. And how many times are you, listener, called to do the same thing? Are you prepared? Are you ready? What's it going to take for you to be ready, to be there, to be significant, to be, to make a difference in someone else's life, to be there as a support structure for other people? Our time is valuable and what we do with every minute matters. Do you realize that? That you are important, you are special in this world, that you have something to offer, that you can make a difference. And it's in the everyday every minute things that we do. And I wasn't prepared to say all this, but for some reason, thank you, Lord. Um, this is what needs to be said. So in the morning, consider that you may not live till evening. And when evening comes, do not dare to promise yourself the dawn. Be always ready, therefore. And so live that death will never take you unprepared. May die suddenly and unexpectedly, for in the unexpected hour, the Son of God will come. When that last moment arrives, you will begin to have a quite different opinion of the life that is now entirely past, and you will regret very much that you were so careless and remiss. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be that. Do you? I don't want to regret I want to make sure I'm intentional. I want to make sure that I'm prepared. The present is very precious. These are the days of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. How sad that you do not spend the time in which you might purchase everlasting life in a better way. The time will come when you will want just one day, just one hour in which to make amends. And do you know whether you will obtain it. See then, dearly beloved, the great danger from which you can free yourself and the great fear from which you can be saved. Try to live now in such a manner that at the moment of death, you may be glad rather than fearful. Learn to die to the world now that then you may begin to live with Christ. Keep yourself as a stranger here on earth, a pilgrim who its affairs do not concern at all. Keep your heart free and raise it up to God, for you have not here a lasting home. To him direct your daily prayers, your sighs and tears, that your soul may merit after death to pass in happiness to the Lord. That's such a good Good word. You are listening to the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelled like fries. One word dot com. My son makes fun of me all the time when I say that. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries. One word dot com. I hope you go and contact me there. Uh, tell me what's going on in your life. Uh, if you need prayer, 
please put what you need prayer about. I'm the only one that reads these, and uh, I will respond to you. Uh, and maybe I'll pray with you. Uh, maybe I'll just pray. Um, I will respond to you and let you know what um, what I can do, if anything. And just know that when you pray and when you uh, reach up, that the Lord is there and he's waiting. He's waiting patiently for you. And he loves you. And he wants you to know him and have a relationship with him. And that is time well spent, my friend. That time right there is so well spent. I have a little bracelet on my wrist that's there, and it says pray first. And it's a reminder for me that I need to pray first. Because sometimes I want to just take hold and I want to control whatever the situation is. And I realize, you know what, I'm really not as good as the Lord is in taking care of whatever it is that's ailing or upsetting or conflicting in my in me and my relationships. And so I like to put the Lord first and pray first because he's much better at this than I could ever be. And I hope that's an encouragement to you also. If if you reach up, he's right there. I uh, This next part is, why did God create time? First we were born and then we die, but the meaning of death is just a lie. We all live until our life does end. But eventually we become born again unto that of another life that never ends, leaving us to wonder how time began. God created this time that we call time. Why would he even create such a thing? Do you know why? Good question. I believe because God wanted to see not only what I would make my life mean, but also to see how much I would make him mean to me. He wants a relationship, but he's a gentleman and he's not going to come and snatch you. He's not going to come and shake you. Circumstances can shake us up pretty good, but it's all about what you decide. Like if you choose to live right or choose to sin, I believe it means more about showing all of us what we mean to him. So yes, in a sense, our life on earth is like a ticking clock, but our new life in him will never stop. Above all else, time was most probably made to feel how much love our God can give. You know, time management is a booming business. Everyone wants to get more done and control time wasters. Would you say, raise your hand, if that was true for you? I know it's absolutely true for me. And some of the things people say is, I can't do, ev- I can't get everything done. I'm a slave to the clock. I can't even take a breather. I'm so busy all the time, but I never feel like I'm getting the important things done. Does any of this ring a bell with anybody? Does anybody feel this pressure? Because I can tell you, I am right there with you. All of you. And, you know, no matter how much I get done, there's just the list just keeps going on and on and on. We face different time challenges, but generally we have the same desire to make the best use of our time to accomplish the things we feel are truly important. So what is quality time? And I wrote something in my notes right here talking about the love languages, because if you go into the com. Uh, website, you will find Sufri's TV shows and you will find some videos in there. One, I'm riding a unicycle. Yes, I can ride a unicycle. That's a story for another day. Uh, but I talk about the five love languages while I'm riding this unicycle. 
because my dad, I wasn't close to my dad. Side note, I'm just telling you a little bit about me. Um, I wasn't real close to him. I wanted to be close to him, but he wasn't very affectionate. Um, he wasn't affirmative at all. He, he would say the opposite things of what God would say about me. But what he did do is he would buy me extravagant gifts. He was a gift giver, which was probably after I studied the five love languages, which this should, I hope, get your curiosity up because you're going to want to know what they are for your own good, for your spouse's good. If you have one, your significant other, if you have one, or you're even your children, you want to know what their love language is. It's very, very um, eye-opening for sure. Anyway, so my dad's was gift giving and he always gave me these, a motorcycle, a bicycle, a surfboard and a unicycle. And so uh, that was his language, not mine. I wanted him to spend time with me, quality time, right? I wanted him to hug me. I wanted him to say, I love you. I'm so proud of you, which are other love languages. That's affirmation. It's words of encouragement and affirmation. It's a uh, physical touch. And quality time is what I want to talk about right now. So what is quality time? Now, it's different for different people. But quality time is dedicating our full attention and dedicated time to the person we love. Now, that could be God, right? Or it could be our significant other. It could be our children being present in the present. It means everything else is put aside. No cell phones, no distractions. Sometimes this is difficult and it's it's. It's uh, intentional. We have to make that quality time. My kids, they both really love quality time. This could mean sitting together on the couch, connecting, reading in the park together, hanging out after a long day, or taking a road trip. Could be shopping. It could be a multitude of things, just getting the tasks done of the day. Those are quality time, but there are also maybe other love languages too. It involves committing our undivided attention and focus to our special someone, eliminating all distractions and letting them know that through this gift of time, they are loved. When it comes to our relationship with God, we can express our love through quality time too. Faith is about relationship, not religion. It is important to carve out regular uninterrupted distraction, free time to spend with the Lord. So I have five minutes left, so I'm going to speed up and see if I can get through this. If not, we'll have to go to part two. So seven Bible verses about God's perfect timing. Do you want to know those? I do. In the midst of hardships, we tend to feel our prayers and cries to God aren't being heard because we may not see an immediate change in our situations. This is a misconception of how our relationship with God actually should be. We are to put our all, our trust into God's hands. After all, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. First John three twenty. And just because we do not see an immediate change doesn't mean God never heard you because he has. I hope that's encouraging to some of you that are reaching out and praying and you don't feel like you're being heard. I know I've been there and I can tell you that, I don't know, later on you realize he did, and he was there. Number one, he is patient, Second Peter 3, 8, 9. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. What we may comprehend as seeing a slow response is due to God not listening to us, 
we are not taking time to be patient. God is patient with us, and it, we, in return, should be patient with him. <laughs> they say patience is a virtue, and I don't know. Do any of you struggle with patience? Uh, my hand is being raised right now. Yes, I want it. I want it now. Come on. Where are you? Let's get it done. But, you know, God, sometimes he's got a message in there, and sometimes you have to go through the mess to get to that message. I know you've probably heard that before, but it's so true. Number two, God directs, Proverbs 16, 9. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. We are all guilty of pre-planning out our future. Sometimes it is good, but many times it is not. When we create a long-term plan in our hearts, we then quickly find ourselves disappointed and even lost. But if we confide in the Lord and let him bring us to where we need to be, there isn't any room for these hurt feelings and the steps we look to get to these great moments in our lives are enjoyed. Now, I don't want this really to be a conflict from my immediate opening of my show, saying being goal-oriented and taking steps towards the goal. Um, I'm prayerful in my goals. And I always pray the Lord reveal to me and for me to have discernment in my goal setting, because I want to stay in alignment. And I hope you do too, with his word, because it makes it a lot better. And I want to be in his will. So uh, I didn't mention that up front. So I'm going to mention it now. I'm probably not going to get through all steps. So we will have to go to part two. So number three is his timing, Ecclesiastes. We're talking about timing, aren't we? We're talking about timing. 3.1, 3.1, Ecclesiastes 3.1, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. God never promised us that our life on earth would be easy, but he did say that there is a time and a season for everything. If you continue reading through verse 8, you will see how many things that we consider good end up countering with something we consider bad. But God has told us there is a purpose for it all. Verse 2 through 8, it reads, A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to fear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. There is a song called Turn, 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 and I remember that song so much because I'm showing my age right now, and there's some of you listening that are smiling because you know the song, and some of you didn't even realize that it was in Scripture maybe, but it's so great and so true. So I want to leave you with this, and we will stay tuned for part two. Be a blessing, and we'll see you after the break. Have you noticed more insects or rodents in your yard or maybe in your home? Warmer weather means it's mating season. 
Judy. What's your sign? Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite Pest Control, but you can call me the Termite Lady. And I'm Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. When pests start mating, they start looking for food supplies. Your pantry, your garage, and a quick infestation can cost hundreds in tainted food. You don't want pests in your house. We know how to find and eliminate them before they can settle in. Call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Pests hate that we make our service so affordable. Don't let insects and rodents move in. Call E. Cola now, 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. E. Cola, 877-332-BUGS, termitelady.com. What would you do if your two-year-old child simply stopped breathing? The day businesswoman and author Sue Freeze discovered her son had developed life-threatening asthma, her life changed forever, sending her on a path of learning, discovery, and environmental activism. Sue's book, Learning to Breathe, chronicles her amazing life-and-death battle for her son Tyson's life, a how-to manual for parents of children with asthma, revealing the secret causes, surprising cures, and the untold truth about harmful indoor allergens. Written with the passion of a loving mother, wisdom of a successful businesswoman, and deep spiritual devotion, Learning to Breathe is a hero's journey for the parent in all of us. If your child suffers from asthma, this must-read book could save your child's life. Learning to Breathe by author Sue Freeze, available on Amazon, or log on to SueFreeze.com. That's SueFreeze.com. SueFreeze.com. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. We are hiring, and I want you to know that it's a great place to work. And we'd love to hear from you if you have a clean driving record, if you have a great, great attitude. Uh, We would love to hear from you if you already have any licensing regarding pest control termite. There are a lot of uh, hoops to jump through in order to get where we are. We are the professionals and the experts, and we do have to go through quite a bit. And I'm so thankful and proud of every single one that works at Ecola Services. We just had a drawing. It was a four-week drawing for angel dodger tickets uh that's coming up this weekend and i'm so excited because the person that won she works very hard her name is christine and we put everybody's name in the hat and we drew a name and these tickets were um a silent auction and i put my name in and i I actually fought a lot of guys away from this thing and i got my name in right at the end and these tickets are like worth they said a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a piece and E. Cola uh, gave them to an employee as a thank you, and it was fun. It was really fun. And we are just, um, we have six offices covering from San Diego to San Luis Obispo, and I just want to give a shout-out to all the listeners out there, San Diegans, Venturians, Orange Countyans, LAans, and Santa Marians, and Santa Barbarians, that it keeps going. But uh, thank you so much for listening to this show, and I'm just so grateful for all of our employees. They're just such a blessing, and we need each and every one of them, and we would love for you to join, and it is a career, not a job. Um, there's a future with us, and we would just love to grow together. 
we also Ecola hit the the top 100 companies for all of North America. Now that's a huge huge big deal. Not just for California, there were three or four companies in California. But for all of North America, that's bigger. That's much bigger. And I I was sent to Florida to meet other companies that are in the same top 100 and gosh, it just I I just felt so honored and so blessed to be part of that. It was pretty amazing. So um, if you know anybody that would like to start a career or wants to continue a career but wants to join the E. coli termite pest control team, we want to hear from you. Go to uh, You can go to termitelady.com and uh, pull down an application, and that's enough of the commercial, and we'll get into the show. So the second part, this is part two of a two-part um, show, we're talking about timing. We're talking about what are we doing? Are we making the most with every minute? of our time. And part one was really good and, and kind of talked about a lot of things. And so we're going to move right along with the part two. Um, and I'm in number four. So there was one, two, uh, and three. And let's see if I can just do a summary, seven Bible verses about God's perfect timing. And one was he is patient. Number two is God directs. And that's Proverbs 16, nine. And number three is his timing, Ecclesiastes, which there's a song called Turn, Turn, Turn. If if you're older in age, you're going to know that song. And it it's it's just a whole scripture on Ecclesiastes 3.1. It's a really great song. Anyway, so we're on number four, and it's live for today. Now, I know we have to plan for tomorrow. And tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow is tomorrow. And we don't have any promises that we have tomorrow. So, so the message is, is that we need to live as if today is our last day. But we do need to plan for tomorrow because hopefully... We will have tomorrow, but not everybody does, do they? Things happen. I mean, if you think about your life, I mean, has there ever been anybody in your life? There has a lot with me, motorcycle accidents, all kinds of things. It's just uh, things happen. And you're going, wow, I just talked to that person yesterday. I just shook that person's hand or I just hugged that person or I was just on the phone with that person yesterday. And now they're gone and gone forever until we meet in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And So do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. And isn't that true? So recognizing that each day we rise from our beds, we have only God to thank for it. We do not know what tomorrow will bring. So we should celebrate each day and live by honoring God in the gift of life we often take for granted. Number five, hope and a future. This is one of my favorite verses. I've been I've been kind of holding on to this verse last year and even this year, and it's Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven and twelve, and uh, I love this verse. And here it goes. Are you ready? I have this posted in my kitchen, so I look at it often. And here's what it says. Are you ready? Listen carefully to this. For I know the plans. I have for you, this is the Lord speaking to you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. There is so much in those three sentences. I would repeat it, but I'm not going to, because I want you to open up your Bible. I want you to find Jeremiah. And I want you to read this, highlight it, underline it. How about write it, type it, put it up somewhere where you can be reminded daily that this is what he's saying to you. You, yes, you. 
For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Do you hear that? If I stop the show right now and that's all you heard, what an impressionable uh, message. Life changing. If you really take that in, if you if you said that out loud and let your voice Let your soul, let your mind hear that scripture alone. It would change your perspective. It would change your belief system. It would change your life. There's so many more of these scriptures. God has created a plan for each one of us. But the way we go about trusting his plan can dictate our overall happiness. When we pray, we open up the communication line between God and ourselves It allows us to go to him before seeking help anywhere else, and it shows our submission to him and his plan for us. The plans he has for us always exceeds our wildest expectations because it aligns with what we are meant to be doing, not what we expect we should be doing. Now, did you get that? It aligns us with what we should be doing not what we think we should be doing. Because I don't know, think about it. Isn't there many times where you think you should be doing something, but maybe there's something else that you should be doing even more. That's in alignment with what God's purpose, what he created you for. That's huge. That's deep. That is so deep. So number six, wait quietly. I have a hard time there. How about you? Lamentations three twenty five twenty six, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. The last thing we think of doing in bad situation is waiting. We tend to act hastily without actually thinking or fleeing the issue to avoid certain emotions or the reality of our choices. We also don't often do this quietly either. When we put our hope in the Lord, we find that we can stand quietly and still, giving it over to God since he is in control in the first place. Hello? God is always good and has given us the gift of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. So we should stand still in the middle of the storm and know God is there. And is in control. Whew. Okay. I'm hearing that. I I hear it. I'm listening. Number seven, submit to him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Okay, this one I've memorized. This one is one. Let me ask you a question. How hard is it you to trust people? How hard is that? How many times have you trusted somebody and they've let you down? How many times have you put your faith and your hope in in someone or something and it let you down? What does that tend to do with that word and your emotion that's attached to trust? It's huge, isn't it? And what I've discovered in my 60-odd years is that trust, no relationship, can really endure If you don't trust, it can really not grow. So when I ask my question, do I trust the Lord? 
Do I trust the Lord that what he says in scripture, do I really trust him that what it says there that I can trust that it's truth? Can I trust his promises for me? Can I stand firm and hold to that? Is his word really true today, tomorrow, and forever? I have to test that for myself, and I've done that. And I can tell you, even in my circumstances, which I've been through many, that I can trust that his word is true. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Now that's me. And nobody can cause a wavering of that with me. Not even the devil. In Jesus' name, he's rebuked. He's defeated. He has no place with me. I stomp on his feet. I, I just stomp on him. I spit on his face. He has no place. And the devil is real. Just know that. He's real. He's not red with the horns. I mean, I, 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 he's not that. But the devil is real, just as angels are real. And here's what this scripture says. And this one I lean on every, every day. Trust in the Lord with all, not part, all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because I have to tell you, there's so much I don't understand. How about you? In all your ways, submit to him. That means you got to hand it over. Jesus, take the wheel. You got to hand it over no matter how much you've got white knuckles on that steering wheel. You've got to let go and let him. There's somebody listening right now that really is needing to hear this. And it might be everybody, but there is somebody I'm picturing you right now. And I have to say that you're having a hard time letting go and letting him. And he wants you to hear this message. If this message was only for you, he wants you to hear this and he wants you to trust him and believe him. Thank you, Jesus. And he will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. Again, Jesus, take the wheel, the bike, and your arms are out and you're trying to stay straight. Do you look down? Or do you look straight up? Do you put your head up and look straight into it? He will make your path straight. God had created each of us for a purpose, and many of us do not know what that purpose is. But if we allow God's word to speak to us, follow his commands, and allow less of ourselves, we will find that path will lead us down a purposeful path path. So don't rely on yourself. Rely on God. Rely on God. The only way we can trust in God's timing is through spending more time with him. So listen, if you're not feeling it, if you're having a hard time trusting, he's telling you, you need to spend more time with him. He's your number one focus. Trust in him with all your heart. Have relationship with him. What is his first command? Love thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And then love thy neighbor as thyself. Do you love yourself? Some of you don't. Some of you don't. And he created you. So he must have loved you. He created you in his own image. He loved you. He had a purpose for you. He created you for a specific purpose. 
He sent his only son to die in your place. Does that not show you value? Does he not love you enough? Of course he does. So should you love you? Are you unhappy with some of your choices? Sure, aren't we all? But he loves you. And his grace is sufficient. So no matter what you've done, whatever you've been through, put it at the cross. Just put it at his feet. His grace is sufficient. He forgives you. You need to forgive you too. And Ecclesiastes 3, I'm going to say this again, a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. And that scriptures go on. And I want you to look them up yourself because you need to get in his word. He wants you in his word. He wants you to have relationship with him. So time management, we're talking about time and how we're spending our time. Time management means effectively managing your time, encapsulating all the important tasks in it. We all have been gifted with the same amount of time, right? Some use it efficiently and others waste it. If you love life, then you do not waste time as time is the only stuff that life is made of. Make judicious use of time. Tips for proper time management. Are you ready? Prepare a timetable. It is very important and the foremost task towards time management when we have a timetable. Then our mind prepares to act for that accordingly. The mind gets a track to work on. Silence. When we get up in the morning, we start thinking this or that. Our mind never remains quiet. And this sucks, excuse my language, our energy. It does. It It just saps us of energy. Start your day with silence. Prayer, meditate. So pray. I pray before my feet hit the ground and I make a conscious choice to start my day that way. And it starts my day right. And I'm praying for what? I'm praying for discernment. I want my steps to be led by him. I want him to guide my steps, to guide my words, to guide my thoughts. Lord, let me feel like you feel. Let me have a heart like your heart. Let me see with your eyes. I want to walk where you want me to walk. I want you to talk and use words that you want me to speak. Help me, you know, stop me from saying words that I shouldn't be saying. Then affirmation is so important. We experience what we affirm strongly and regularly. Affirming positive statements lead to positive experiences in life. It has been observed that what we regularly affirm for 21 days forms a habit. They become true. For example, once a man had a bad habit of too much smoking, when he heard about the benefits of affirming positive statements, he started saying to himself that he has left smoking. Although it initially seemed to be not doing, but after 21 days, when he lifted up for smoking, his mind reminded him that he has left smoking and he threw away the cigarettes. Also, affirmations can be written down and pasted where it can be most oftenly read. Written words have magic. You know, I type words, but I find that when I write words, it it does something more. It has a written aspect of writing the letters, which goes into your mind, but also the visualization, which is the next topic of writing those words. Visualization, along with affirming positively, visualize your positive imagination. Visualize yourself practicing your goal. I thought of something. 
When I was in high school, I was a gymnast and I was a CIF champion, which took a lot of work, but it also was a distraction from my family home life because that wasn't so positive. So I had to put my energies into something that I could create that would help me to feel better about doing something positive. So I ended up doing gymnastics and I, I was really good on the bars, uneven bars. So my coach, who I just reconnected with, she lives in Hawaii, Kona, Hawaii, and I, I just visited her, and uh, her name was Coach Holy, and I just had to put my arms around her after so many years, don't want to tell you how many, lots of years, and I hugged her, and I said, you have no idea, Coach Holy, how much impact you had in my life during my high school years. She had so much impact, and to revisit her and to just be there with her was such a blessing. And I had my family with me. We visited her house. We ate together. We drank together. We talked together, and it was wonderful. So what I remembered about visualization is is that my routine for gymnastics, I used to lay in my, my bed before I went to sleep. I'd close my eyes. I would tense up, point my toes, totally use all my muscles that I would use during my routine. And I have to say that I would go through my routine perfectly. Okay. Perfectly, I would go through my routine. No hiccups. I would catch that bar behind me. I would do my kip. I would flip up to the front bar. I can still remember my routine because it's embedded in my brain because I did it numerous times. I know Tiger Woods does this for his golfing. Basketball players do it. They keep doing it. And it's it's almost as if you're really doing it because your mind is that powerful. So visualization of a new size. Maybe you're a size 14 and you want to get down to a size 10. Or you want a new home and you can visualize the home. You drive up and you can see the front of it and you walk in and what does it feel like? What does it smell like? You know, uh, all of these things, you can visualize things before they truly happen. Even in relationships, you can visualize the perfect marriage. You can visualize what it's like to walk home and have somebody celebrate you instead of tolerate you. You can visualize that you have a ah, a wonderful uh, conversation instead of fight and defense and all of those things that can happen in relationships. The next one is exercise. Exercise is a must. It is a common saying that a healthy mind resides in a healthy body. When we exercise regularly, our mind gets oxygenated and becomes focused. Reading. Reading is a very good habit. It, you make it a habit to read a few pages of Holy Scriptures every day. That's a really good habit. Also, the IMs. You can go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries when we're dot com, which I haven't even told you. Thank you for joining the Sue Freeze show. And Sue Freeze, spelt like fries when we're dot com. And when you go there, you can go to the IMs. The IMs have been prepared for you. And it's different scriptures of what God says about you. And it helps you um, to empower your innermost being of those words of affirmation, the I am's or that. I am chosen. I am an ambassador to Christ. Uh, you know, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. These are battle things that I use when I feel like I'm in battle and I need to just feel pumped up with the power and uh, of him, of the Lord. Um. Uh, writing down your thoughts every day. It could be the lessons learned during the day or new commitments made. So things done at the end of the day, things that you're going to do tomorrow, whatever. Do not procrastinate. I put taxes here. You know, I still, 
I procrastinate on something that needs to get done. And it's much better to take care of those things that you procrastinate about first because they need to get done. And you know what it says? Postponing a task. If you have a habit of procrastinating things, you are prone to a lot of mental disturbance as procrastination leads to piling up of work and piled up tasks often lead to tensions and worries. Who needs more of that? I know I don't. It is a common saying that empty mind is a devil's workshop. Always keep your mind creatively busy so that no devil thought gets space to enter. Cultivate proper sleeping habits. This was interesting. I did some math. I put 365 days. If you minus seven hours, because that's a healthy sleep, that it's 17 hours you have left. 17 is my favorite number. And it came up to that you have 6,205 hours in a year. Does that make sense? I I think that's right. Uh, You can do the math. But I found, I I just wanted to know how many hours I had. And uh, that was just very interesting. It says, those who make the worst of their time complain the most about its shortness. So avoid wasting time by unnecessary sleep. Make full use of every minute. Time loss is never found again. Prioritize your work. Learn to value time. Once gone, never comes back. I have to stop there, darn it. And there was more to come. Uh, Anyway, so there'll be more on this later. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. And time is important. How we're using it matters. Make a significant difference in other people's lives by by being intentional with your time. God bless you. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.